welcome to Tripping with Friends, a travel podcast. My name is Curtis. I'm your host. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're talking with Melissa Hedden Soto about a U.S. city that, to some, may have an identity problem. The Big Easy, New Orleans, or Nolens, depending on where you live. I say identity problem, but a better term might be misconception, perhaps. Most people might assume one thing about New Orleans, but I found it to be more nuanced once you get past the party scene, which we get into during the interview. But no matter what you think about New Orleans, I would argue that it's perhaps the best eating town in the United States. So let's pour a hurricane or a Sazerac or pretty much anything with booze in it and take a trip down the river to Creole country. Let's bring on Melissa. Melissa, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> it's wonderful to see a face and be able to chat. It really is. <laughs> we don't have much interaction these days. I know. And I think you have a unique experience because you were, you got to travel recently. So you were in, New, you were in New Orleans not too long ago. I, I, I did get to go and I was kind of worried actually that they would close something down like on our way or something, but it was no shirt, no shoes, no mask, no service. So if you go in somewhere, you got to wear a mask. Otherwise, you were pretty much fine. Yeah. And we're, I feel like we're starting to see that everywhere. And I think that's a good thing. Uh, yeah, it can't be bad. I mean, right. some people were wearing them all the time. We had them ready if we went in somewhere. So why did you choose to go to New Orleans? Well, I've always talked to my daughter about got my previous trips down there, and I always loved it. It's like my favorite place. Like, I've been on, you know, very few trips by myself, and that's where I've been by myself. It's just nice to walk around, you know, and so my daughter was like, well, maybe we could go to New Orleans for a weekend, and she's never had a work schedule that allowed it, so now we, now she does, and so we went. Was there something that particularly drew you both in or was it just the past experiences that you've had there? For me, it was past experiences. Um, she's never, well, she went with me to Mardi Gras when she was like three. <laughs> so she doesn't remember. Um, but uh, for me, it was just, it's, it's just such a, um, I don't know, you can walk around and you, it's called the big easy because you don't have to worry about anything. Park your car or valet it or whatever and mm -hmm. Never get you never have to get your car back out until you're leaving because everything's walk you know walking distance. My impression of New Orleans has always been maybe it was a negative impression or maybe it was a you know that's the place you go for Mardi Gras and crazy things happen, but that's not necessarily the case if you don't no. want it to be. No. What, what was your trip like? What was your experience like there? Oh, gosh. Um, well, we just, uh, you kind of have to, I guess, know the roads, maybe. I don't know. I, I thought we're not going to be out at night, and we're going to stay within the quarter. We're not going too far east or too far west or too far south or north. There's a homeless population, and there's, you know, probably some, a bad element there. But otherwise, it's, most people are, they're so friendly. They want to know, you know, what, you, you know, what is that accent? Where are you from? Because they all speak um, kind of like Cajuns, you know, Acadian. They um, or like New Yorkers, almost like a mix. They, they want to know about you. They want to ask questions and everybody's super friendly, very relaxing area. Yeah, that's cool because I actually went when I was 18 and, you know, to an 18 year old fresh graduated from high school. There's <laughs> all the things that would excite an 18 year old male 
but uh and, and those things are there and they will always be there right but well I guess they are, but you know, I never, even the first few times I went for Mardi Gras, I never saw the things that people were telling me that I was going to see. Okay. Oh, I guess you have to be in the, in the place at the time. I mean, I guess if you're on Bourbon Street at midnight or, you know, maybe it happens all the time and I'm just not looking, I don't pay yeah. attention, but if that's what you go to find, that's what you'll find. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's maybe take the, you know, the hurricane scene the the beads the late night scene and maybe table that because it's there and if you want it you can get it and have a great time what were some of the things that that you and abby did while you were in new orleans well i wanted to show her how old the the buildings are down there you know most of them are you know 18th century some 17th century stuff um (laughs) so old and so cool and there were pirates that came you know there were there's uh fitz blacksmith shop and you can go and it was actually you know where he went he was actually there and um there's i don't know the old buildings the old things that took place you know there's the voodoo element that you know people i'm I'm assuming you know some of the culture down there they brought that with them from wherever whatever country they were in you know there's superstitions and things like that and um, so there's that little element of it. And, and there's like even the stones on the road look old. Everything looks so not of America. It looks like it was from somewhere else, I guess, from all the cultures that are blended there. I just wanted to show her all of the wild things in the buildings, the, in the old architecture. And she may not have been interested in that. Matter of fact, I think she got tired of it. But, <laughs> she, but she got an earful of it, I'll tell you you bring up a good point about all the influences and you know that's what makes it american mm-hmm. you know it's yeah it's, it is in a way it's the cultures that have come together and collided and and kind of created something completely unique but then you also have the additional diversity of just you know a bigger city and, and all that comes with it mm-hmm. so I, yeah. I i think that is a neat aspect of of new orleans and and um the history is certainly around every corner. Yeah, it is. It really is. Probably the thing that resonates most to me, and I would love to give your, get your thoughts on it is New Orleans as a destination to eat. People who aren't picky like I am, that's what they, you know, a lot of people go oh, food, like that's what they go for. And because I had, um, I used to work for Dick Allen. I don't know if you remember that name from Shaw. He retired years ago, but he was, he and his wife first got me to go down there and they were like, you'll love it. Get this sandwich, get this plate, go to that plate. And I'm like, well, I'll probably get some, um, some French fries or, you know, <laughs> I'm not very adventurous, Okay. but, um, from sandwiches to, uh, seafood to, Cajun food to fancy, you know, like that's where Emerald's from, Emerald Gossie. And there's Dickie Brennan's, but I don't necessarily know who that is, but apparently he was famous and he has several places there. Yeah, there's Commander's Palace and there's there's just, as somebody that that is appealing to me, the food scene is, I think New Orleans would go toe-to-toe with, with any American city as far as eating. I, I yes. think, I think you might, I think New Orleans might actually be the best food scene that I've experienced in, in America. And 
it helps when you're there maybe with an expense account or something like yeah. a, a, I've been there for business before and um, you can, it opens the doors a little bit to some of those nicer restaurants for sure. Cause you can, mm-hmm. you can get deep in it pretty quick, but even just some of the hidden gems um, yes. of, of little sandwich shops, like you mentioned, I don't, I don't know if you're going to, if you were going to bring it up and, and maybe the place that you've got to go eat, but there is one landmark that, doesn't cost you but a couple of bucks. And Cafe Du Monde. Cafe Du Monde. So, Cafe du Monde. so tell, tell us about Cafe Du Monde. Oh, it's, um, it's situated in a place. It's perfect view of Jackson Square. And, um, you, you know, you can watch the street performers and you can hear like somebody was right in front of us, basically playing their trumpet, playing jazz. And they got a little couple of band members with them playing while you're eating your beignets and not your coffee for us because it was too hot for that because it was way too hot for coffee. <laughs> um, so we got frozen, like a frozen coffee okay. drink. And just to watch the people, watch people go by right in front of the square. That's usually where the horse and carriages would be, where people pick, you know, get on the horse and carriage rides, but they're not running that right now. And you can see the um, St. Louis Cathedral in the background. And it's just a, it's just a great setting. And you can just watch and watch and and there were plenty of fans so you know we weren't too hot just sitting there but um everybody you know is just waiting for to see something cool see those um you know those performers that are painted completely gold and they stand there like they're a statue right yeah and they make you know they make noises or move right when you get next to them and you know and painters people that are just there painting the scenery and selling their their work right there it's so cool. I think it's really cool. And it's right there. You're not far from the river. Right on the river. Actually. Yeah. Right across the thing from the river. Yeah. Yeah. So there are certainly those elements that maybe cater to tourists. There may be a, a street band that just starts walking down the street playing yes. uh, jazz or something and things will just materialize out of nowhere. Uh, but you can, you can also leave some of that and, and go explore some of the neighborhoods. And mm-hmm. you, you mentioned it earlier that there's amazing architecture. And then it's almost like there's hidden parks and, and squares and things just kind of around an, the corner or in an alley. You kind of just have to get yes. curious. Yes, you do. And, and I hated feeling like a tourist when I was like peeking through people's little gates, you know, like to see, because it'll be like a little tiny alleyway that looks like it's not big enough to fit through. It opens up into this lush green courtyard and you can hear water flowing and it just, it's so inviting looking, you know, you can't just walk in most of them, but there are a few places that restaurants and like Pat O'Brien's places that actually have those places where you can go and dine or drink or do whatever and hang out. And, and most of the old places like that are old homes. Yeah. Uh, fancy, fancy Pat O'Brien's I think was a home before we left, we went to the restroom and there's this giant double staircase that goes up to the top floor that used to have attendant. I'm told when you went to the restroom, there was an attendant there. It's not anymore, but really fancy, cool stuff. And I'm gonna. I, I should have done better research, but we ate at a restaurant that had one of those amazing courtyards, like you talked about, mm-hmm. and it it really is just a unique experience to because you can't tell from the road, right? Just can't. You never even think unless you look down on it. You'd never think there's this little oasis right in the middle of all this. You know, just the traffic and the walking and the and the noise and and and. I don't know. You just never would think. And it's so beautiful. Yeah. It's almost like you need to be in on the secret that 
through that little gate is an amazing restaurant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good walking city, right? I mean, you, you, yes. you can get around really easily on foot and that's really how you experience that town. Yes. We walked, we never, we never even took a streetcar, which I really wanted to do uh, to the cemeteries, but um, we walked everywhere. And I think we walked probably about 30 or 40 miles. Wow. And, but it's within the French quarter is not, I don't know how many city blocks that is. It's probably not very many city blocks um, wide. Well, we walked everywhere. It didn't, you know, there's, everybody's walking. You don't have, some people are on bicycles, but I can't imagine driving. You would miss everything if you were driving to me. So is there one thing that is still on your list to do the next time you go that maybe you haven't done? The streetcar, uh, ride a streetcar to the cemeteries and maybe toward the cemeteries. There's an old convent that I would like to take a tour of, Ursuline Convent. And maybe some more of the museums, because most of the museums are not open right now. But there's a World War II museum, and there's the Museum of Death, which <laughs> interests me. Wow. And Yeah, I know that's kind of morbid, but it's really yeah. cool. And uh, there's an Audubon insect museum. Um, I guess it's kind of like an aquarium, but it's the insect part, like with butterflies and stuff there now. and. Well, I will say that the World War II Museum is fantastic. So oh. if if you are in New Orleans and, and that period of American history interests you, it's fantastic. And I always kind of wondered, you know, why is this in New Orleans? But New Orleans was where they manufactured the Higgins craft, which is what we landed on D-Day with. I did not know that. that yeah, I didn't know I that I remember either. when you guys went to Normandy. Yes. To see, the, to see that. I did, yep. I did not. But that's where it was made, though. That's so interesting. Yep. So it, it's it's fantastic. It's a it's one of the best museums in in the U.S. I think it's it's really well done. So I wanted to ask you, what is your must see attraction or thing in New Orleans? Even if it's like the most touristy thing to do, what is like the one thing that you would recommend you can't miss when you're in New Orleans? Well, I mean, you got to see Bourbon Street, you know, um, you're not going, you're not going to do the bead throwing or anything, but <laughs> yeah. you've got to at least walk down Bourbon Street, I guess, uh, just because it's not my, it's not, wouldn't be my favorite, but I don't think you could go without going there. Yeah, I think you're right. You need to see it. You need to walk down, maybe figure out what the, um, the big deal is. And you never know who you're going to see when, when we were there, we didn't actually get to see him, but. McConaughey was up in one of the, you know, rooftops partying with some people. So Neato. I think I think New Orleans is kind of one of those cities where you never know who you might run into. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, and that's where um, Harry Connick Jr.'s from. There, I saw him at, at Mardi Gras one year, but not we didn't see anybody this time. Interesting. And then cool. you mentioned the food earlier, and and uh, you're not not a, not a huge foodie, but is there other than Cafe Dumont, is there a place that you got to go while you're in New Orleans? Not sure of a name of a specific place, but okay. you, you need to go to a place that has one of the balconies with the wrought iron railing and sit outside, you know, with, you know, the ferns are hanging everywhere and you, you can see the street below, you know, just to, like a story up. It's not, you don't have to be that high and you can, we went to a place called Royal restaurant maybe i'm not sure it was on royal street but um and had um like crawfish alfredo 
Mm. And, and I think Abby had crawfish ravioli or something. But um, we were there, and one there was a guy across the street, a street performer, you know, singing. He had his microphone and and his playlist and or his iPod or whatever, and he was just singing, you know. And it was it was great, you know. There was traffic going by, but we had the music in the background and everybody walking around. Great scenery. It was it was really great. I like that part. I think you gotta sit on one of the balconies. Like that. Yeah, that's almost, it's almost European in a way. It is, yes. Well, from what I've heard, I've never been there, but that's to me, see, if I went to Europe. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that that fits. And then do you have a tip that you might share? What is maybe an insider tip of somebody that's been there multiple times of to someone that's never been? I was just told the first time I ever went, don't go below rampart or past esplanade on two of the corners and because we wanted to go to louis armstrong park but that's across rampart street and apparently you're not you should not (laughs) so i just haven't um just because you know that there can be a a bad element i suppose um places especially females alone or whatever but um i've never been bothered down there but i I, I don't want to chance it either so good advice. And then we got to ask about beverages. New Orleans is famous. Gotta for, ask about a beverage. I got to ask about <laughs> beverages. So did you have any uh, good drinks while you were down there? Let's see. I had several good drinks, actually. I had a, um, it's not exotic, but I had a peach Bellini for brunch one morning and it was, you know, it had the, the mashed up peaches mm-hmm. and soaked in, in whatever they put in that. Yeah know what it is i had abby had um, a hurricane and it was too strong for both of us she's like i wow. can't drink this i'm like i can't either <laughs> and now did it come in one of those tall glasses yes. or what oh wow yeah yeah mm-hmm. yes she said i've got to have a souvenir cup and i said you got to get a souvenir cup yeah <laughs> we do, you know get a souvenir cup when you go but um the interesting thing about drinks down there though is that you can drink anywhere the Crystal restaurant where you get French fries and, and crystals has a daiquiri bar inside where you get your daiquiris along with your crystals. Wow. <laughs> Crazy thing. You can get alcohol at the crystal. Yep, you can. So, so you can make water. you can make multiple bad decisions then. You definitely could. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, baby, we need to get a picture of this stuff. We gotta get a picture and show everybody at home. And we never did. It was closed, but um I was like, that's insane. I've never that seen is. Oh my gosh. There's a daiquiri bar at the mall too. Um, in the Riverwalk mall, there's a daiquiri bar, whatever you might be needing at the time, you know? (laughs) Well, that, I think that, you know, it's one of those things that it, it got famous for a reason. And, you know, sometimes you have to give in to your tourist curiosities and, and, and figure and, and see if it's something that you like. One more question for you. You said that you've been down there for Mardi Gras before. Mm-hmm. What what is that like? I don't even have a really a an idea of what it's like to be in New Orleans on Mardi Gras. Well, the first time we went, it was great because there was a salesperson that used to work for Queen and then for Shaw, Ray Wineski, and he and his wife and family live in New Orleans or did. And his aunt owned a shop right off the parade route, one of the main ones. So we went down there and they have a place on the parade route that they always get and like nobody else gets it. So you're right there. Mm-hmm. You don't have to make a crowd or anything. There's, there's nothing that you have to do to get beads. I'll go ahead and tell you that. <laughs> they, they, they pick out beads by the pack and if they can't 
get them apart quick enough to throw them, they throw the whole thing. They just, they're throwing them the whole time. Okay. Um, lots of street vendors um, going up and down, you know, with glow stuff, things that glow, you know, for kids. And um, it really, I mean, the first few times that we went, actually, it was, we were with families and it was everybody's families and their kids and it was not bad. And now I expect if you went into the French quarter, yeah. it would be different. Well, that's probably just a good description of new Orleans. You know, there's, yeah. there's lots of things that you can do that are more on the family wholesome side. And then if mm-hmm. you want to go the other direction, it's, it's there, yeah. it's there for the taking if you're interested. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I would. Yeah, I would say so. And I'm sure if you're down there for that, you probably know a lot of other places that would be more interesting than, you know. I hope we're seeing places open back up soon so that we can all start to do more things like this. Um, You know, fingers crossed that we're on the rebound as a country, but New Orleans is one of those, I think New Orleans is one of those places, particularly for us that live in the South, you know, it's not terribly far away. And Mm -hmm. once you get there, it's, it's a completely unique experience. It is. It's like you've gone somewhere else. Absolutely. Because it's not like you go and then there's a beach. Because my mom's like, well, are you guys going to be getting in the water? You need to be careful if there's a storm. And I'm like, not in this water. (laughs) No. (laughs) It's muddy river water is all it is. (laughs) Your trip has gone way wrong if you're getting in the water in New Orleans. (laughs) And she said, there's not a beach. And I said, no, no, it's not. It's just, you can see the river and that's it. (laughs) That's awesome. But um, And because my daughter asked me, well, are we going to be going to a beach? And I'm like, no beach, no pool, you know. I mean, most rest, most places have pools, but I was yeah. like, I'm not going to get in the pool. I'm going to see the city. Right. So, Thank you for sharing your trip with us. You're I certainly welcome. appreciate it. I love it. It's my favorite place. And that's it for another episode. If you've been somewhere this summer, or hell, if you took a trip in the past year and want to talk about it, hit me up and let me know. I'd love to talk to you on the podcast. You can subscribe to Tripping with Friends on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also follow me on Instagram at Tripping with Friends Podcast. I'm Curtis. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.